It's Monday, February 20th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today. And uh, before we dive into anything, first, an apology. Um, I was not able to get Goodwill Talk Daily episodes up for last Thursday and Friday. And uh, just a little behind the scenes of how this works here at Goodwill Talk Daily. I come in at some point the week before you hear them all, and I record them all in one fell swoop. And uh, the timing worked out that I needed to come in on Friday um, and record them. But that was the day of night to shine. And it just worked out that I wasn't able to get all five episodes done before I needed to go and help out. And I was hoping to come in earlier last week and get that done for you. And it didn't work out uh, because of other recordings and things that we needed to do. And so uh, I apologize. I wasn't able to get it done. That's on me. I dropped the ball, uh, hadn't planned correctly for what Night to Shine might do to my Friday last week. And so uh, here I am knocking out a full week uh, today and and Lord willing, um, we'll have something every single day this week. We're starting in uh, on President's Day um, here, February 20th in Isaiah chapter 20. Um, so the, the chapters are going to line up this week, which is a happy little accident. Isaiah chapter 20, it's only six verses long, but it's a really, um, this is a good chapter. It's difficult, but it brings up a couple really cool things. First, a prophetic sign act that we're going to be talking about. If you've been in worship, you know, we're preaching through the minor prophets and Hosea, he performed a sign act. That was the first prophet that we looked at. Uh, looked at Joel yesterday and be looking at some of the history and then some of the other minor prophets over these coming weeks. Some really cool stuff coming up at Goodwill Church. But there's a sign act here that Isaiah performs, but then also something that might be a little hard to hear, but we're going to deal with it anyway. Um, nothing that's trigger warning, but something that might be convicting and even controversial. We're just going to fly right in the teeth of it. It is what it is. Let's dive into Isaiah chapter 20, starting in verse 1. In the year that the supreme commander, sent by Sargon, king of Assyria, came to Ashdod and attacked and captured it, at that time the Lord spoke through Isaiah, son of Amos. He said to him, take off the sackcloth from your body and the sandals from your feet. And he did so, going around stripped and barefoot. Then the Lord said, Just as my servant Isaiah has gone stripped and barefoot for three years as a sign and portent against Egypt and Cush, so the king of Assyria will lead away stripped and barefoot the Egyptian captives and Cushite exiles, young and old, with buttocks bared to Egypt's shame. Those who trusted in Cush and boasted in Egypt will be dismayed and put to shame. In that day, the people who live on this coast will say, See what has happened to those we relied on, those we fled to for help and deliverance from the king of Assyria? How then can we escape? It's an interesting prophecy that is included with a sign act. Isaiah is told by God to strip off his cloak, take off his sandals, and walk around for three years, three years, stripped and barefoot. It's a remarkable command that Isaiah has to carry out. The life of a prophet was not the most enjoyable life, it seems. Uh, Isaiah will find himself with kings at times. He'll be talking with the leaders of nations, but he's gone from the courts of power here. He's walking around wearing nothing, barefoot and stripped. And it's a sign to show that uh, the, the powers of Egypt and Cush 
these powerful nations, Cush, even far away from Israel. They're trusting in their own abilities and their own strength and in their own power. It's going to get stripped away. Everything's going to be stripped away. Assyria will defeat Egypt and Cush. Here's why this is important for the people of Israel. They are weighing out whether or not they're going to ally with Egypt and Cush against Assyria. Egypt, of course, is the closer nation. Egypt and Israel have had a checkered past, certainly. Israel has been enslaved by Egypt, but they've also, since the, uh, since the exodus, since they've headed into the promised land, they've also built relationship with Egypt. They're trade partners, they're allies at times, and Egypt is the stronger nation. They're the ones with the armies. And Assyria is a threat coming in from the north. So perhaps, perhaps this nation near them, Egypt, would fight on their behalf, would rescue them. Isaiah is saying, you're looking in the wrong place for rescue. You're looking at earthly political powers to rescue you when you need to be looking at God. You see, they have the God of the universe there. He's the one who led them out of Egypt in the first place. He has rescued the the people time and time again. When armies have arrayed themselves against Israel, God has intervened on their behalf. He's fed them in the wilderness. He's performed miracles before them. And yet they're turning to Egypt and Cush. Why not turn to the Lord? This is to Israel's shame. This is to show Israel, you're looking in the wrong place for your salvation. And here's where it gets uncomfortable for us maybe even controversial. I think that too often in the United States, Christians look to the wrong place for their salvation. We look to earthly powers just as much as the people of Israel did. No, our earthly powers don't reside in Egypt. They reside in Washington, D.C. or in Albany. We're looking at political parties or political leaders to be our salvation here on earth. We think that they're going to operate on our behalf. And then some of them will use our language to make us think that they're operating on our behalf. But the bitter pill is those who speak our language and say they're working on behalf of the church are working on behalf of themselves. This is always the case. Politicians, they get elected based on how many votes they get. They'll say what they need to say to get your vote. Yes, some of them are principled. Not all politicians are bad. Not all of them are craven. Please don't take that away from what I'm saying. What I am saying is they are working first for themselves, second for their party, and maybe third for their constituency. But their constituency is broad. They're not just thinking of the church of Jesus Christ. Our salvation is not in political leaders. Our salvation is not in a political party. We turn to earthly powers instead of to the Lord for our salvation too often. Yes, it feels like there are people who are after us. Yes, it feels like there are are, are political forces working against the church of Jesus Christ. But the answer to political powers working against the church of Jesus Christ is not other political powers. It's reliance on Christ, on God, on his strength. We can't vote in our protection. No, our protection is given by the King of kings and Lord of lords. 
And sometimes the way the Lord operates in our lives is he takes us through tribulation. He takes us through hardship, even hardship at the hands of other nations for our good and his glory. We are trying too often to short circuit God's work in our lives by refusing the hardship and embracing other powers as our, as our saviors, as our political salvation. Brothers and sisters, we need to look at Christ. We don't need to look at a political party or a political leader as our salvation. No, we look to Jesus Christ, to the king of a kingdom that is not of this world, that comes from heaven and is being established in and through us today, the kingdom of God. That is where we find our refuge. That is where we find our strength. We find it in God himself, not in any lesser person. Brothers and sisters, would we not be quick to chase after earthly powers the way that Israel did. They were chased after Egypt, hoping that Egypt would save them from the Assyrians. I don't know who you think is coming for you, but you will not find, you will not find refuge in Egypt. You will not find refuge in political power. You will only find refuge in Christ, in his kingdom, and in our heavenly father who loves his children. Brothers and sisters, let's rely on him, on him and him alone for our salvation in this world and in the next. Let's pray together. Father, it is tempting to look to lesser powers, political powers, political parties, political leaders, to be our protection and our salvation in a very political world. And yet, when the people of Israel did this, you condemned them. They looked to Egypt and Cush to be their salvation. You said, why aren't you looking at me? They're going to fall. Assyria will win. Lord, let us, let us look to you and not to lesser things. There are times, Father, where you will lead us through hardship, lead us even through suffering. But it is always for our good and always for your glory. Would we not be short-sighted? But would we keep our eyes fixed on Christ, on his kingdom? Would we find refuge in you, our heavenly Father? Keep our eyes focused on the right things, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for being with me tomorrow. I'll see you again tomorrow. Uh, thanks for being with me today, I should say. I'll see you tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.